Welcome to Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig. And on April 10th, 2022, Pastor Craig preached a message from the book of John. And the question for you, Craig, is, this is a little tricky. How, how do I decide who God wants me to help? I mean, there's a million people who need a million things. Yeah. How do you... How do you decide? Because if you say yes to one person, you're saying no to a lot of others. Yeah, it's very difficult because uh, I think the Lord gives us an urge to help people through the Holy Spirit, obviously. Mm -hmm. The question comes down to who is that? So uh, this question, first of all, comes out of uh, Jesus when he goes to the pool of Bethesda. Apparently, there's a lot of people there that are invalid and they're they're paralyzed, they're mm -hmm. lame, they're blind. They, some of them can't even move. And Jesus makes a beeline for one guy. And so as I'm studying this, I'm thinking to myself, why that one guy? And the guy didn't even ask Jesus for help. Mm. Jesus Jesus offers to help him without even introducing himself. And I started thinking about this question, how do I know in my life who God wants me to help? Because we're not <clears throat> in Jesus' day, there's mm. lots of people that needed help, but yeah. they didn't all get it. Mm. So I think there's some principles that we can follow um, where we don't feel guilty all the time that we can't help everybody. And for those- I feel guilty all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Everybody <laughs> wants your help and you want to help everybody. So you, you pull off the, the freeway and you run by, you know, a guy at every corner, a lady at every yeah. corner with a sign. And do you help them? Do you, like, do, do you finance the, you know, efforts of people to help the people in Ukraine? Do you help Samaritan's yeah. Purse? What, what do you do? When people learn how to take Venmo or credit cards- then we won't have the excuse that I don't have any cash anymore. I'm not kidding. Like that's like it'll be interesting in the world of totally. like digital currency and cryptocurrency is yeah. that you know comes upon us and it's yeah. like I won't be able to say oh I don't carry cash because I don't carry cash objectively right. but I have this like guilt experience like is this you know as you did this to me to the least of these you did it to me and my brain is constantly wondering like what do I do in these right so I think I think first of all <clears throat> we have to give God more credit than we do. What I mean by that is. He has made our circles for us mm -hmm. in his good providence. So there are people within our sphere of influence that I think, um, you know, as the circles go out, we, mm -hmm. we people become more and more strangers to us. We don't know them. We don't know their needs. But within these circles, we have a little more um, intimacy with people around us. And we, we know when, they're, when they lose their jobs, when they're having uh, marital issues, when they're having financial issues. We, we know some of that. Uh, they get sick or something like that. And I think... I think that's a God thing. I think uh, God gives us opportunities to work within those close, closer circles, uh, maybe a little bit more than the wider circles. At the same time, I totally agree with you. I think that we should be supporting people because it's so easy now. A Samaritan's Purse, I mean, all of these different organizations that you can help. You literally, we literally at our church right now mm -hmm. are giving money to help people as they're running out of Ukraine and and making sure that they can have medicine or or, or help getting you know housing and meanwhile there like are that. millions of starving children around the world indeed and you can't you almost have to like pick I mean this is our global outreach ministry it's like we have to pick we have like three big categories and we just say it's got to fit into these categories but there's a gajillion other needs yeah. and we get asked all the time and I'm like ah, it's not in our realm of focus yeah. and. I feel bad every time. I know, and I do too. And I think, um, first of all, I don't think it's bad to mm. to cut off people who are abusing our time. Mm. I think we need to be aware of that at the yeah. same time. So I think like there's people that I want to help, and they kind of take up a lot of time, and we're not really getting anywhere over and over again. Yeah. That's really hard for me. I don't know if that's hard for you, but mm. I, I have to cut that off, like pearls and swine idea, mm. and realize 
you know, other people really need my help. And these people probably are using too much of my time. Yeah, we have a, um, a rule, like basically if, if you would like, if you, if you're going to come to me and you're like, I need your help. Um, I just need to know that you're going to do what we ask you to do. And if you yeah. don't, like when we do premarital, for example, we're yeah. like, if you haven't done the homework, don't meet with us. Like just call us and cancel because if you're not going to do the basic things. So I, I, f I feel like that's actually something I'm better at, which is just kind of drawing healthy boundaries. Cutting, that way. cutting people up. Cutting people not out. <laughs> just kind of, you know, <laughs> I hear it. <laughs> I hear how it sounds. Um, I'm really bad at like releasing myself from people people who are wanting help. Like yeah. that's where I get like, um, yeah. um, and I think my tendency, I, I can't speak for you. My tendency is to pull away even more, not to help everybody. Mm. Like some people pour in, like my wife and I are very different when she, she, her and I have very similar tendencies. She's like, I'm going to save everybody. And I'm just like, I can't save anybody. So I'm just going to pull back and watch, you know, mm. it's very interesting the the tension we live in, but uh, yeah. <clears throat> and you might be unique on that because mm. I keep pouring myself into people thinking to myself, I, mm. we, we can make a difference. It can, it can yeah. matter. And, uh, some of us have a little harder time making the boundaries because we're compelled by the you know, you got to give a cup of water to the yeah. least of these. You, you, real religion and undefiled is to help widows and the orphans. James picks the most overlooked in society, and he says, "Listen, if you're going to have true Christianity, you're going to yeah. be helping people." Yep. Every time I hear that verse, by the way, every, you read it at the end of the service yeah, yesterday, yep. and every time I just, I, I take an inventory of my life, and I'm like, "Who are all the widows? Who, like, what, like, how am I loving them? How am I not? Wow. You know, like every time, like that verse." kind of rocks me. Yeah. Uh, in all the book of James, that's one that just sticks out to me is I'm like, this is true and undefiled religion. That's powerful. Yeah. That's like a big, bold word. It like, is. Yeah. And, and I think for those of us that are followers of Jesus, mm. it, 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 it hits us in the gut yeah. because we know we should be doing that. So it's yeah. a good, it's a good check for us. So the question is, I, I think I want to give some practical answers. Like how do I, how do I really know in my circles who's needing attention now, and I, I think the answer is actually in the question. It might be this person now, might be another person later. So give, pick somebody and then give your attention to them, but, but not with the idea that, hey, we're gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be your crutch for the rest of your life. Um, you may develop a friendship, but ultimately someone's gonna need your help mm. in that context, maybe six months from now. Yep. And you're gonna have to, like you, maybe we should call you and get some ideas on how to pull away so that we can start, start <laughs> giving time to I'm good at that, apparently, apparently I'm a jerk. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> <clears throat> Boundaries are difficult for a lot of us though. Um, so I would say a, a couple of principles. Uh, start with prayer. Mm -hmm. Ask the Lord, who have you put into my life that uh, I need to help right now? And I think we shut the Holy Spirit's power down a little bit too much on some of these. And we, when we ask for answers, a lot of times he gives them to us. Yeah. So he'll give us an opportunity, maybe an experience with a person mm -hmm. and we'll go, okay, that's an answer to prayer. I'm going to yeah. give my time to that person over, you know, for the near future, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Also go into whatever it is with your hands open. Yeah. Um, don't shut anybody off. Like this person is beyond help. This person is, it doesn't really like me that much, or, you know, maybe they're just straight, straight up an enemy. Yeah. Uh, and remember the verses, Jesus says, if, if you love me, you're going to give a cup of water to your enemy. Yep. So keep your hands open because you never know who it will be. And don't limit God on the reach that you can have. This would be the third one. Uh, whoever God puts into your life, don't, don't write them off and say, uh, you know, I can probably help them up to a certain amount, but I can't help them beyond that. I have had people in my life where I just am not familiar with the challenges that they're going through. And it's interesting to me how the Lord kind of steps in where I don't know what to say or how to say it mm. and kind of convicts them of things along the way that I had no, no idea was actually going on. 
And then <clears throat> real help is going to require real time mm. and uh, require real time and real space. Money is easy these days. Mm. It, what, I, what I mean by that is. <laughs> I was like, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> tell me your secrets. <laughs> it's, we throw money at a situation yeah. and that's good. Yeah. But the, the real value is, am I willing to give my time and my space yeah. to this person? Especially after COVID, people value space a lot. Yep. So I would say if you do those four things, pray, mm. keep your hands open, don't limit God. And over time, um, give, give them time and space. I think this will really, yeah. this, this is a good answer. I hope more than anything else, it has to do with attitude. You can't help everyone, yeah. but you can help someone. Yeah, there's two categories of people in my life that um, I've kind of predetermined I'll stop the world for them. And uh, one is just kids. So, um, you know, like when kids come up to you in church, whatever, and like some pastors are like, get away from adults, whatever. Like, like Jesus. Yes, like Jesus, basically. <laughs> like I will try to, I will try to pause the conversation you with the You do that very and, well. like attend to them. Yeah. And because they don't know and they're not trying to be rude. I understand some people like, I got to teach my kid discipline. I'm like, yeah. they're, they're a kid. Like they actually, they just... The fact that they even feel comfortable interrupting you is now again the kid might be a total rude jerk and that's a different issue but most of the time they're just great but the other is special needs yesterday i had three special needs people mm -hmm. um interactions with them one of them interrupted me in a task and took about 15 minutes oh yeah and it, and i i literally had to change my whole body posture to make sure that i was fully present with them yeah. another one i was talking to an adult and she came up to me and um, and she said, "Hey, Pastor Michael." And this person was actually in need of something, and I had to, I, I was they asked me to help them get something, but I'm watching her, and immediately I was like, I wanted to like, I wanted to ditch this person because my higher value of the special needs person was there. And then um, yesterday evening, um, there was a special needs person who was being taken advantage of right in front of my face, mm -hmm. and I like I had to intervene and step in and say, "No, we're not doing that. That is not going to happen. This is going to happen." Mm -hmm. And I had to use kind of the force of my not even my office, my, my position, just my personality to kind of intervene. And it's interesting because like, so I'm looking for those, but there's a whole bunch of special needs that I'm not looking for. And mm -hmm. so at least for me, I know like, okay, those are two values of uh, people who need value and dignity placed on them that are often taken advantage of. But that's very good. Um, but yeah. when I look at, when I go downtown, I don't carry cash because I'm like, I don't, I don't know who to give it to. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just get so overwhelmed yeah. by it, I pull back. But yeah. um, I really appreciate your your advice and. Um, I need to be more, I think, open when I go throughout my day. Yeah. Like, okay, who's in need? Yeah, and I just want to compliment you. It's it's interesting when you value the children of the families around mm -hmm. you, you you communicate so much love to those parents, mm -hmm. and you do that really well. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing you do, probably don't know you're doing is that you're communicating a value to your own family. Mm -hmm. And I think when we do these kinds of things and help the, the, the neediest among us, mm -hmm. Um, at the time when they are, they might do better, you know, in six months, but right now they need our time. It communicates huge to our family. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to teach your family well, what, let them serve families with you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate that. Uh, thank you for joining us. And we've got plenty more to come here on Sermon Q&A. <laughs>